new CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm Kim Reynolds of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund. Recruiting, signing day, National Letter of Intent Day, just around the corner, begins on Wednesday. Some official visitors in at University of Washington this week, a recommitment, a big-time recruit on campus, and it's going to be a busy day, Scott, but uh, let's go ahead and start with what happened yesterday. Jacoby Covington, one of the highly touted corners out of Sohoro High School down in Arizona, Committed earlier in the, when was it, late summer and decided to go ahead and uh, make a recommitment after decommitting here a couple months ago. What's going on with Jacoby Covington? Yeah, so, Kim, you did a good job of recapping it. He basically committed in late summer. He decommitted in October, uh, probably mid-October. And then a couple weeks later, he sent out a cryptic text that said he has now learned the difference between a uh, emotional decision and a business decision. You know, we hear a lot of things. Any idea whatsoever why he decommitted or theories? Any idea what happened there? I think the biggest theory is that uh, Arizona State was really in his ear a lot and wanted him to stick close to home for obvious reasons because he's a really talented kid. And I think that his mom was kind of pushing for him to stay as close to home as possible. But um, I think what happened was Washington went in there and sold him on, hey, this is the best thing for your future. Everybody who comes and plays in the secondary for us over the last couple of years has gone to the pros. And if you want to have success not only in your life after football, but f- football career, Washington is the best place for you. Uh, Jimmy Lake and Will Harris did a great job of selling that. And uh, his mom, I guess, quote unquote, signed off on it and right. eventually – Washington was able to reel him in, and we had known, we had kind of found out behind the scenes, you, Chris, and I had kind of found out behind the scenes that he had recommitted but wasn't going to make an announcement for a while. And then it came out that he wasn't going to make a decision until the or make an announcement until the 18th. Well, that's what we were kind of waiting on, and then all of a sudden, here comes Wolf from Jimmy Lake, (laughs) and so we, we all go scrambling. Had you heard that maybe I'd heard some, you know, unverified reports that maybe some SEC schools had expressed an interest and he had expressed an interest in visiting. And with Chris Peterson and company, you can't do that while you're committed. Had you heard that at all? Yeah, I had heard that Clemson had talked him into possibly taking an official visit, but that never happened. So I don't know. Sometimes that those rumors get flying around and they take on a, a life of their own. At this point, I, I don't think that was the case, but I, you know, I, I've heard the same rumors you have, but I haven't heard anything concrete. Also, um, he was supposed to announce on the 18th, but he elected to do it yesterday. Uh, Chris Fetters and I talked a little bit about that. Uh, any idea why he moved it up or any conspiracy theories on your end? Not on my end. Um, you know, maybe Jimmy Lake just wanted him to be the first guy who woofs. I, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, 
you know, because it, it just seems like why wouldn't you just wait for like four more days and then make your announcement when you were supposed to? But uh, it is what it is, and it, it makes for less work for us on signing day, and we have a plenty of work that's going to be done, and we'll talk about that, you know, at the end of this. And one of the things that I was thinking too, you know, and just been doing this for a long time, possibly getting this out there, Jimmy Lake and Chris Peterson wanting it out there to maybe put pressure on a couple guys that uh, are thinking about jumping in the boat. Well, there's one less spot now. Yeah, yeah, they're up to 22 in the in the recruiting class and 23 if you uh, if you include Jordan Lolohea, the guy who signed in 2017 and and uh, returned from his LDS mission. So, um, you know, Washington's got got a pretty full boat right now of of guys and you know, <laughs> We, you know, we got so used to the how what things were like under Steve Sarkeesian, and then now we're we're very much into the Chris Peterson mold. And I think Jimmy Jimmy Lake will probably be somewhere in between during his time because I think there'll be a lot more high end guys that they'll kind of be waiting on toward the end. But uh, you know, to have twenty two guys sign on signing day in in the mid in mid year that. There aren't a lot of schools that do that. Most schools are going to do 15 to 20, somewhere in that. Washington's going to do 22. They might not have room for anyone else. How many spots do they have left, Scott? Well, there you go. I mean, it's my guess is they might take one or two more guys. That's about it. They could take up to 25, I think, if they find the right guys. But right now, I think Washington is looking at about 22, 23 guys. Who are guys out there that they're still recruiting? Who's well, still the, on the board? Well, the main one is one that visited this pa- this past weekend, and that was Jack Yerry out of uh, Southern California. Tight end, 6'5", 260, I think, somewhere in that range, and big wide receiver, uh, but also can block and, and has that physical body and, and plays that physical mentality. His dad, Ron Yerry, was a big-time college guy at USC, and he was committed there for a while. But because of their dedication to the air raid and the fact that they just don't use much – uh, in the way of tight end and USC's new offense. And with the uncertainty surrounding that program and all the quote unquote controversy that's going on down there, he's just decided to open it up. So he came up and visited Washington and uh, looks like he's probably going to visit Ohio state, possibly Oregon uh, next month in January after the dead period ends. Not expected to sign on Wednesday with anybody. No, I was thinking if Washington was going to be able to reel him in, they were hoping to do it uh, this weekend and then get him to sign on Wednesday. But it's just not looking like that's going to happen. Who else is on the board? Uh, man, the, a lot of guys have kind of taken themselves off the board at this point. I think we there's going to be a reshuffling of the board. Um, I don't want to. I, I hesitate to bring this up because um, it could just send people into a frenzy or whatever. Well, now you but have to. Now you yeah, have I to. have to. So uh, Xavier Carlton finally got back to me actually after after me trying to message him, and I finally got a. So Xavier Carlton is a is a big time. Let's back up here. Z, Xavier Carlton is a big time uh, defensive line uh, candidate out of Draper, Utah. He goes to a Catholic school back there in Utah. And he was supposed to visit the University of Washington. He's about 6'6", 6'7", 265. He plays defensive end, probably will end up moving inside once he gets to uh, uh, university and gets in their weight and conditioning program. He was supposed to visit this past weekend with all the other visitors. And I think a lot of people thought that Washington had a great shot of flipping him. But 
uh, or not flipping him, I'm sorry, reeling him in. But um, he had been a heavy U- Utah lean, and I know that he met with uh, the Utah coaches once last week and was on the phone with another one uh, later in the week. And, you know, he just he canceled his visit. So sent a lot of people like us scrambling at where why didn't he visit? What happened? You know, blah, 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 all this different stuff. Well, I messaged him and he never got back to me. So I figured out oh, the kid's just gone underground. Well, he texted me on Sunday evening and said, hey, sorry, my phone was off. I was studying for finals. We got finals this week. That's why I decided not to go is because I was studying for my finals and I just couldn't visit Washington. So part of me is taking that with a grain of salt, but I asked him if he was planning to visit in January or maybe reschedule for January, or if he was going to sign in, in uh, this next week on Wednesday. And he said he never got back to me. And so right now I'm kind of hanging on that. But if he really didn't eliminate Washington and just wanted to do the, the studying for finals, which there's I'm hesitant to believe that but if if you really take him at his word then maybe things aren't completely closed for him so I guess we just not kind of need to wait and see what's going on uh with that but um right now I just I honestly don't know who else they're 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 done at offensive line they're done at quarterback they're done at running back they're done at wide receiver um we thought they were done at tight end but they're going to try and bring in one more and that's Jack Yerry they haven't taken a defensive lineman, so maybe something opens up for another defensive lineman. Linebackers are done with Savelle, Smalls, um, and and Cooper, McDonald, and Carson Bruner, and then they've got their four defensive backs, and they've got a specialist. They've got a, a kicking specialist and a long snapper. So, gosh, I really think this thing's pretty darn full right now. They might have one more spot, maybe two, but I just don't see, see very many open for this. Both of those guys, Carlton and Yeri, take no matter what? Boy, uh, Yeri, yes. Um, Carlton and I would say yes, too. If he decided on on Tuesday night, hey, coach, you know, I really screwed up. I should have come and visited you guys. I want to commit, and I'll come up and visit in January. I just don't see Washington saying no. But, um, you know, I I think Yeri is the must-take, and uh, Carlton is very likely a take-two, but – you know, Washington did so well last year on the on the defensive line recruiting that I don't think they absolutely need someone. So they want him, but with a prospect that's 6'7", 265 coming out of high school, it's really hard to turn that body, you know, that, that physical specimen down. Also, just uh, news out of Arizona, the, the corner from uh, Kentwood, who had committed to Arizona, probably the crown jewel of their class. Yep. Came out today and said he's not signing anywhere because Arizona does not even have a defensive uh, coordinator at this point in time. Fill people in on that. Yeah, Alphonse Oywak. He's a he's a big kid from Kentwood, as you noted. Uh, plays for Mike Bush over there. Long, long and wiry athlete, and really looks like the guys that Washington's been bringing in at the corner and safety spots. Do I think Washington could take a flyer on him? It wouldn't surprise me down the road, but honestly, I think Washington's pretty feeling pretty good about their uh, defensive back recruiting, and we just want to see it. A lot of it just comes with what uncertainty there is down there at uh, Arizona right now, and and I think he wants to see what's going on before before he 
decides to sign with them. So he's going to hold off until February. And that is the advantage that kids have now is coaches that are get, being let go right about now. They don't have to sign. They can wait and they can, they can, uh, they can push it out to February. Is he, he's not a kid who got a lot of interest from Washington. Washington recruited him, but they didn't recruit him hard. Um, they, they evaluated him. They looked at him. I know that the coaches uh, spent a lot of time evaluating him at some camps and things like that that I was at and watching them watch him. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I think Washington, he was down the list of ways for the University of Washington. They liked others better. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. And, and they got four really good ones. Um, James Smith, I think, is the one question mark from St. John Bosco. But I think when you when you talk about an athlete that's 6'1", 190 pounds, uh, can cover and play corner, possibly pl- be a cover safety for you. I think they they're, he's more of the project. But then you got Jacoby Covington, who looks physically ready to go right away right the moment he steps in the uh on the on the campus and same with elijah jackson you go watch that guy's film that guy hits people like a mac truck for a guy who's a corner and then michaela steen is kind of that guy who can play almost anywhere in the secondary so um you know i i think washington's done really well in in uh cornerback recruit or uh, defensive back recruiting Obviously, the misses on Elias, Elias Ricks and Keely Ringo uh, sting a little bit because Washington was in on those guys early. But um, and those are two of the top guys in the entire country, uh, position-wise, and they're the top two, I think, one and two, and they've gone back and forth at corners. So um, Washington did really well, and I think they could possibly take a flyer on a guy like Oywak, but that wouldn't be until January at the earliest. You had a chance to talk to some of the guys that took official visits over the weekend. Anything jump out at you, Scott? Yeah, I think so. There was two things. The first thing was that Coach Pete was still very much involved with their recruiting weekend. Um, Jimmy Lake was the major focus. They let him do a uh, what? There was a couple uh, recruits who said they they did the Jimmy Lake film is what they called it, and and they said every uh, every head coach has always. Whenever they go for an unofficial visit or an official visit, the head coach shows something that just uh, is a presentation by that coach on what his philosophy is, what he's looking for from his players, and what, you know, just kind of a quick review of his his uh, career up to that point and why he does what he does and things like that. Well, Jimmy Lake had his own already ready to go, and so they got, to see, got a chance to see that. But they did get a talk from uh, Chris Peterson who said, hey, I wouldn't have left this program if it wasn't in good hands. Um, I just needed – I needed the break, and, and uh, Jimmy Lake is going to take you guys to – even better heights than than what where we're at right now. So don't worry about it. So that was the first thing. The second thing was that I asked what was something that's or what you know what were maybe one or two things that stood out to you uh, to each of the kids that I talked to. And of the I think I talked to six so far, six of the twelve or six of the thirteen. Um, and I've talked to six of them, and all six of them have said the same thing, and that's the culture and how. Jimmy Lake expects you to compete every day, wants you to wake up ready to attack the day, not just in the classroom, not just on the football field, but life in general. Just, hey, make it the best that you can make for the time that you're awake. And when you wake up the next and when you go to bed, go to bed. And when you wake up the next day, do it all over again. That's what he expects. He said he wants to be in uh, attack mode in everything that they do. And 
that's what they're going to do. So I think those are the two main things that really stuck out to me. It was culture and the fact that Peterson was still a little bit involved, even though not as much as he had been. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! I'm going to have to talk to Jimmy Lake and get a little bit of that. I call it Jimmy sauce. Uh, how do I get you and uh, Fetters in attack mode every day? Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, it's going to be a busy week. Um, yes, even though is. Even though everything, this recruiting class is pretty much signed up, uh, tell people what they can expect over the next couple of days, specifically Monday, Tuesday, you know, before things wrap up. Because I think um, – couple of days when we get after the Sunday, you know, on that last visit weekend and you only got a couple of days till signing day, I call mm-hmm. it stealing season. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It this can is be. stealing season and it's going to keep an eye on, I mean, not only at Washington, but it'll be interesting out there to see if there's any stealing going on. Yeah. And that's what makes uh, signing day so great is because we open up that uh, signing day board that Fetters uh, opens up in the, like at midnight and, you know, I, it's funny. There's times when I've gotten into that room at five in the morning and people are already talking about how Old Miss stole this guy from Alabama or or Clemson got this this five star commit to to uh, commit to them or, you know, all these different things. So um, just kind of interesting to see how that all stop stuff happens. So, first of all, want to let everybody know no official visits for the rest of the year. Um, until January, I think January 16th, I think is the first official visit weekend that they can have or right around there. Hey, just real um, quick, Scott, is yeah. that after the coaches convention? Yes, it is. Hey, yeah. Do you know when the, the coaches convention is? I think it's the first, it's the, I think it's the second weekend of January. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm I just pretty sure. To... No, not a problem. Not a problem. So, but, uh, the coaches are not out on the road tonight or, uh, I'm sorry, Sunday night would, was the last night that they could be out on the road. Um, and doing in-home visits. So it wouldn't surprise me if we find out that Jimmy Lake was in home with some of the kids or a kid uh, that he maybe felt like he needed to do an in-home visit with or anything like that. But uh, they don't do no more in-home visits for the coaches, no more school visits. The coaches are not out on the road, but they are calling kids. They are talking to kids and everything like that. And for those that think that bowl practices are getting in the way of that, they're not getting in the way of that. Um, the coaches are doing everything they can to make sure their guys are on, on the hook and, and ready to sign in December. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost over with. So, um, that'll, so that just kind of gives you a overview of what the coaches are up to. As far as us, I should have a blog to go along with this podcast, uh, you know, uh, today and then, um, I have two underclassmen who recently received offers that I'll be putting up stories on over the next day or so. And then uh, we'll, I'm going to keep trying to get a hold of some of the visitors and just see how things went. And then on signing day, uh, Chris Fetters and I plan to be in the chat room at 5 in the morning. I don't know about you, Kim, but chat, we will. Wait, 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 wait. On the message boards. What did I say? Chat room. Oh, sorry. No. No, you know what you just did now. Yeah, I did. I just opened up a can of worms. Thanks. Uh, there is no, no chat in room. The, yeah, on the message boards. We will be there at 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, talking about the recruits that that are sending in their things, uh, Cooper McDonald and JB on Sunday, the two Texas recruits and commits, 
are the first two who can sign, and they should have their stuff in pretty quickly after 5 o'clock in the morning. Seattle time, it's 7 o'clock their time whenever they can sign stuff and send it in. Uh, the next ones would be Roger Rosengarten, and I'm trying to think uh, off the top of my head. Are there any Utah guys? I just I don't have yeah, it. I'm, I'm spacing in front of out. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's any Utah guys. So it'd be just Roger Rosengarten. And then once seven o'clock rolls around, um, uh, we should see all of the local kids, all of the California kids and Arizona kids, and uh, all sign their letters of intent and send those in. And the Nevada and the Nevada guy, uh, Romo Dunsey. So um, it's going to be a busy morning. We should have that all wrapped up probably somewhere right around nine o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock. And then uh, Chris Fetters, myself, and Brandon Huffman will all be in studio um, at KJR from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. talking about the Washington recruiting class. And we're also going to go up and down the West Coast because uh, Brandon's pretty much tied in on all that stuff um, and, and how all the other teams did. Washington and Oregon right now are neck and neck, but, boy, looks like uh, Oregon's going to close pretty strongly if they end up getting Justin Flo. Right. Uh, to to commit so he's a five-star linebacker top linebacker in the country so um but so we're just going to be keeping track of that and how things are going and and it's going to be a full full day that day but uh and kim you're going to be down there on a conference call correct well here's what's happening on wednesday it should be real interesting because the uh football team and staff and all the coaches they head down on tuesday down to uh, las vegas and then um Boy, they're going to have to have this thing really locked down because they have football practice at 1045 on Wednesday. Stop and think about that signing day. They have football practice at uh, 1045. And uh, Boise State's actually, they have their practice at 945. So they have practice even an hour earlier. So they've got to have things wrapped up. I'm guessing that they will have, you know, almost all of it done. If there's anything that needs attention to or that they need to clear up or any phone calls that they need to make. I'm sure every coach on the field will have their cell phones on and will make phone calls, take phone calls as needed because, there's maybe 10 coaches, but there's a lot more coaches out there than that. They've got a lot of interns and assistants out there that are helping with things. And um, they've been around long enough where Scott Huff needs to make a phone call. They got a guy there who can pretty much run the drills. And these guys have been around long enough. They know what to do. So it's not a big deal. I don't anticipate anything bizarre. But 1045 practice on um on um, Wednesday and then expecting a press conference. Well, actually it's just going to be a teleconference, nothing live, just a teleconference with media members starting around two 30. I'd be shocked if they weren't a little bit late on that. And that will be with Jimmy Lake, not Chris Peterson. And then we've got the game on Saturday. Um, and you had a chance to talk to Rome um, uh, Udunze. And um, since he had, will have his letter signed. He'll be allowed to go to practice. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Uh, once the kids are signed, um, they are considered part of the team, I guess. And so they can visit the the practice for the bowl game. My mute button didn't work there. Sorry. Uh, okay, not a worry. Sorry about that. So uh, anything else we need to wrap up in this version of Dogman Radio, Scott Eklund? No, well, one thing we need to say is there's no rest for the wicked. So as soon as... Uh, Wednesday is over. By the way, Kim, I don't know if you know this. Thursday is called by the recruiting analysts and, and area scouts like me and Brandon Huffman and Ryland Spencer and all those guys. You know what Thursday is called? Hangover? No, National Unfollow Kids on Twitter Day. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there's a lot of kids that get unfollowed. I mean, I'm following close to like 1500, uh, people right now. I usually go down about four or 500 kids that I stop following. So, um, we'll, we'll, uh, do that. But on Thursday morning, I plan to have out a top 10 in state and either Thursday or Friday, I'll have, um, top 10 targets for Washington in the 2021 uh, class for both of those. So, um, we, one cycle ends and the other one officially kicks off, even though it really officially kicked off a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah. And basketball is upon us. The basketball team will be over in Hawaii, have a couple of games over there. And then uh, conference play starts January 2nd. So still a lot going on. I mean, it never ends. And basketball season will start to get into March Madness and we will ramp back up for spring football, which should be interesting with uh, Jimmy Lake and maybe a few other new faces out there. Then we get into May recruiting season and uh middle of may you know what happens middle of may scott um mount st helen's anniversary no i really oh. start i really start getting in my golf season so i just start golfing yeah well and then in Ju- june is camp season that's when all the camps are and then july we get a little bit of a break and then it's right into football uh fall camp so never ends no it really doesn't end it's one of the reasons we enjoy what we do, but it's nice to get a little bit of a break in July. All right. Hey, uh, just keep it right here at dogman.com. If you're looking for those daily updates and breaking news alerts, Husky Stadium at gmail.com, subject line newsletter. We will hook you up. Wednesday should be fun. So just keep it all right here at dogman.com. And for all of us at dogman.com, Chris Fetters is back home just kind of chilling relaxing a little bit and i'm kim reynolds along with scott eklund go dogs paramount plus and the national park foundation present a mountain of zen are you still listening good take a deep breath you needed a break this Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.